Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so grateful you are here today. And in the spirit of gratefulness, as tomorrow is Thanksgiving, I thought I would do a podcast episode dedicated to handling Thanksgiving with your little one uh, and, you know, picky eaters. It can be a really stressful time and season for parents to have picky eaters at home, bring them to grandmas and grandpas or aunts and uncles or friends' houses around this time. And I just want to validate any feelings that might be coming up for you about the stress around getting your kid to eat or handling difficult food comments from well-meaning loved ones or just feeling stressed about the day and how it will go with your little ones. I know holidays are extremely hard for little ones that still have naps and uh, rhythms and routines and it tends to mess everything up, right? And on top of that, this year we're struggling with so many illnesses. I know so many in our community are struggling with RSV and colds and flus and stomach bugs and all the things. So there's just so much layered on for specifically this year and this holiday. So if that's you, if you're in that boat, know A, that you are not alone and B, anything that is coming up for you is completely valid. So let's start off with thinking through what we want this holiday to look like, maybe the hopes that we have for it, and then figuring out what's really realistic for you. So if you're anything like me, you might have these dreams, these vivid dreams of what a holiday for the family would look like on a day like Thanksgiving. But in reality, it's just not our season of life. So getting really practical and real with ourselves about what is possible, what will likely happen versus what our fantasy self will experience can be really helpful in helping the day go more smooth. Because a lot of times our stress or anxiety comes from a place of not meeting our expectations. Like this is what we expected to happen. This is how we expected things to go. And when things don't line up with that expectation, we can tend to come down hard on ourselves or on others around us or really have some really big feelings around that. And so A, of course, I want to validate that, that that's an experience most of us have, but also maybe resetting our expectations for this year, what that could look like and grieving the possibilities of what we thought it would look like. I think that's a really important place to start. Now in this episode, we're going to talk a few things about dealing with picky eating around Thanksgiving, very practical, like what to do with your picky eater during Thanksgiving, but also in how to handle some food comments around your family. um, And then also a little bit of what to expect. So first things first, if you can, and I know this is just coming out right before Thanksgiving, but if you can just prepare your child for what to expect, no matter how young they are, we can start to tell them and make plans with them about what tomorrow might bring or whatever day you happen to be celebrating this year. Uh, Sorry, Canadians. I know this is like a month too late for you, but I hope you can bring this into any holiday in the future. But essentially having a conversation with your little one around what is going to happen, 
where you're going to be eating, what the table might look like, what type of foods they might be seeing, who might be at the table, uh, all these sorts of things, even the time that they're eating. So we can kind of let them know that, hey, tomorrow things look a little different because it's Thanksgiving. Do you know what Thanksgiving is? Or try and see what they know about Thanksgiving. Do they remember anything for last year? Or maybe they don't. My son has a ridiculously vivid memory. He still remembers like Thanksgiving from when he was three years old. He's now seven. He can still remember where we were and who was there and like little bits and pieces, which sometimes serves us well. Most of the times it does not, but I will take it now. So starting to open up these conversations with our little ones, trying to figure out, you know, what might already be kind of off for them or causing some anxiety that we didn't even notice is going on. This can be really helpful in preparing them for, you know, the situation they might be sitting in a different type of chair or at a different type of table or with different people, maybe their cousins or uncles and aunts or grandmas and grandpas who they might be seeing and actually preparing them, although it might feel a little silly for us, is really important. In fact, a busy toddler on Instagram had this really great reel that I shared to my stories that was basically saying, Holidays are stressful for us, and we've had decades of practice, decades of practice, and they're still stressful. Now imagine what it would be like for a child who knows nothing about the plan, has no kind of past experiences to really draw from, has no experience, no practice, and they're just kind of thrown into it. It can get really overwhelming. This is a really good time to maybe figure out how to eliminate extras or things that aren't necessary for the holiday that might feel too overwhelming for your little one. Maybe originally you were planning on going to multiple multiple different places, or maybe originally you were planning on homemaking a really big breakfast that morning all together as a family before you go to the holiday meal. Maybe we just need to keep it simple and do some peanut butter toast with a banana, right? Like a favorite breakfast or something that might keep them happy and full and easy on us and easy on them to keep the overwhelm and the stress levels low. Mama, I see you. You're tired of making different meals and crossing your fingers that tonight might be the night where they actually try those veggies. You're so tired of putting things on the plate just to watch them not get touched. Maybe you're even feeling stuck in a never-ending cycle of bribing, begging, bargaining to get your little one to eat. Maybe you feel like they wouldn't eat anything unless you count down their bites or even feed it to them. I bet you're even worried that they're just not getting enough and certainly not enough of the things that you know that they need. You're not sure that they're reaching their full potential living off pizza and goldfish crumbs. You're ready for a change or else you might just throw in the towel altogether. Maybe you're feeling like you're at your wit's end with picky eating and feeling like nothing will work. You need a plan to finally beat picky eating and get back to enjoying meals again. If this sounds anything like you, then this program was literally made for you. Table Talk is the picky eating program that works. It's the program that teaches you to be your own feeding expert because at the end of the day, you know your child best. And feeding kids shouldn't be this hard. Picky eating can take over your life, feeling like every meal is worse than the last. It's time to reclaim your kitchen and actually start enjoying meals together. Table Talk is a targeted program that teaches you the strategies and methods that kick picky eating to the curb for good. Take it from Lola, who's a mom of a little one who she was ready just to throw in the towel altogether about picky eating, but then she took Table Talk, and at the end, she said, since taking Table Talk, my daughter's foods, likes, and loves is over 100. Can you imagine what it would be like for your little one to like or love 
over 100 foods. Throughout the Table Talk program, you'll learn how to get them to eat more variety and new foods, make sure that they're eating the right amount, and finally have peaceful meals again as a family. You'll learn how to stop pressuring them to eat and what to do to encourage them without pressuring. Plus, you will feel confident at the table knowing that everything you're doing is leading to raising a healthy, happy, and independent eater. All right, you can click the link in the description box below to enroll in Table Talk today. And when you do that, you will also get my Demystifying Desserts mini course completely for free. This course teaches you how to take desserts off the pedestal and put them back where they belong and end the obsession with sugar. All right, click the link in the description box below to get started today. So on top of prepping our little ones for what to expect around Thanksgiving, who to expect, uh, what kind of atmosphere to expect, and if we're hosting especially what to expect in our own home to change, we can also kind of prepare them around food. So what I'd recommend here is maybe, depending on their age, letting them choose, maybe you give them two options, between a side dish that they'd like to see at the meal. Hey, would you like to make a side of macaroni and cheese? Or would you like corn casserole? Or whatever it is. Clearly, I'm very Midwestern, right? Whatever your two choices are for them to have a little semblance over control of this day that they really truly don't have any control over likely, but giving them some of those kind of options. Hey, would you like these type of rolls or those type of rolls? You know, giving them the choice can be really helpful in empowering them for that day for them to feel like they have a little bit of control. So we can do that. We can also really prepare for the day in ways of giving them as close to their normal routine as possible. This won't be perfect and it probably won't line up great, but if we can move the time of the meal to fit when they typically eat dinner or lunch or something along that lines, great. If not, that's fine too. What I would recommend is to try and keep everything else as similar as possible. So still having a breakfast, maybe a morning snack. I know a lot of us kind of probably grew up similarly where we maybe kind of saved up for the meal or skipped breakfast or had a really light lunch or something like that before we actually engaged in this really big meal. But for toddlers, this is just not realistic. Instead, what we want to do is treat Thanksgiving dinner as another meal, another option in throughout the day, really not this huge meal that uh, we quote unquote splurge on. And so trying to keep their rhythm or routine as similar as possible, I would even recommend in uh, the day before, the day of, the day after to try and serve a few more of their type of favorite foods that they recognize, that they uh, like and will enjoy to get a really balanced diet around Thanksgiving. There's a really good chance that they're going to reject a lot of the food they see on Thanksgiving because they probably don't see it very often. Even if it's something that you think they'll like or you find really delicious, like sweet, like sweet potato casserole, they may not even want to take a bite because they're so overwhelmed with the changes in their schedule, with the people, with the sounds, with the noises, they might be overstimulated. So just going into it knowing that they might reject some of our favorite meals or sides or uh, traditions even on Thanksgiving and being okay with that and recognizing that this is a long game. It takes time to enjoy different foods. It takes time to enjoy holidays and it takes some practice. So with that being said, building out some of their favorite foods before and after Thanksgiving, and also of course, still including the Thanksgiving meal, what I would recommend is kind of think of Thanksgiving dinner as a bonus meal. 
like an extra meal throughout the day. That way we're not stressed. We're not feeling like they have to eat it. They have to fill up their bellies. Maybe we even come to the meal right after snack time or right after lunchtime and their bellies are already a little bit full and that's okay too. We can still have experiences with food without needing to be super hungry. It takes the pressure off you. It takes the pressure off them. And that way, anything they eat during Thanksgiving is kind of just bonus. Of course, we can also prepare for that meal by making sure that there's something on the plate, something on the table that you know they'll recognize and eat. Like I said earlier, giving them a choice between like the macaroni and cheese and corn casserole, but also even just rolls, right? Like we know little kids love rolls and bread and butter and those sorts of things. So having something that they'll recognize, be able to fill their belly on and kind of be a little bit familiar with can be really effective. Today's podcast is brought to you by Nourished After Baby Self-Paced Course. If you are pregnant or breastfeeding or just feeling overwhelmed trying to nourish yourself well in this postpartum period, this course is for you. Not only was it designed and created by my good friend, Brooke, who's also a registered dietitian and lactation consultant, but you will learn how to improve your energy and mood postpartum. You'll learn how to nourish your body well, even with limited time and energy, and add in healthy and sustainable habits long-term. This course has helped me so much, and I'm on my third baby, and I still needed help with postpartum. Plus, you'll get instant access to healthy, easy recipes, body image trainings as well. So make sure to click the link in the description box below and use my code NFL50 to get $50 off. All right, now back to the show. And finally, let's talk a little bit about handling holiday comments around the Thanksgiving table, Christmas table, Hanukkah table, whatever it is that you celebrate. Getting together with friends and family can be really tricky with a picky eater because of some of the comments you may receive. Maybe They make comments about how picky they are or how big they've gotten or how small they are or that they should eat up or eat a sandwich, whatever that might be. We might want to prepare ahead of time. If we know those comments are likely to come in our family, it might be worth it to send a quick text beforehand, letting them know, hey, we're doing things a little differently this year. We're letting, you know, Billy decide how much and what to eat from the Thanksgiving plate, Uh, something along those lines. Having some like back pocket phrases that you are prepared with can be really effective to use in the moment as well. But in most scenarios, ahead of time is best. Now, I know a lot of us feel maybe a little uncomfortable with the ahead of time kind of tactic because we don't want to assume that people are going to make these comments. But chances are, if they've done it in the past, if they've done it in front of you before, they're probably going to do it again. And so just trying to like nip it in the bud beforehand can be really, really effective. But like I said, if you're not comfortable with that or you want to do that and be prepared the day of, then I would highly recommend grabbing my holiday handling holiday food comments guide. I'm going to link it down in the description box for you. It's completely free and just walks you through some of the scenarios you might experience and how to handle them. It gives you these pocket phrases that you can memorize and go into the holiday feeling really confident with how you're going to handle those things that come to the table, which is really nice as well because your kids see how you respond to those comments. You and your spouse can be on the same page in front of everybody and everyone at the table or in those little moments here and there know that this is not something that you're going to uh, lay down and take anymore, right? And so hopefully this makes it better for future holidays as well. So highly recommend grabbing that guide. All right. I hope this episode was helpful for you. I want you to know that you are doing it right. Even if they only eat the roll, you are doing it right 
right. You are feeding them. You are exposing them to these holidays and these traditions and to these foods. And that is enough. And over time, trust me, the holidays will get easier. They will get better. My son's only seven right now, uh, but already we have come so far and the stress levels have dropped significantly. So I want you to know that there is hope and that you are not alone if you are feeling uneasy about the holidays. You're also not alone if you're not, if you're just really excited about it. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you guys. So I am so grateful for you. I hope you know uh, how grateful I am for you, especially in this season and so grateful that you are here. And I hope you all have wonderful, wonderful holidays, uh, whatever it is that you're celebrating in this season. And we will chat next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at Alyssa at NutritionForLittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.